Welcome to the What Do I Know podcast with your boy Zuzu. This is episode 23, episode 23, episode 23. First and foremost, man, I want to say rest in peace to the Los Angeles Lakers legend, Kobe Bryant. Man, we lost him like a week and a half ago to a tragic accident. Um, and, you know, prayers go out to his family, his wife, his kids, um, his fans, you know, his friends. And, and like, I know it's just a, a, a real sad time. It's, it's good to see everybody um, remember him, you know, during the week and, you know, how much of a good person he was. And we, we grew up with the dude, man. Like, we grew up with him in the last 20 years. And, um, you know, rest in peace, Kobe, man. We love you. We miss you. And, and it's just a whole sad time. So, like, what I wanted to do with this episode was I wanted to dedicate this episode to legends, right? Kobe Bryant being a legend and just other legends in the rap game. So um, that's going to be the whole theme of the episode, all right? So in good Kobe fashion, what I wanted to start with was a legend in the game. Lil Wayne finally dropped Funeral, right? And so if you listen to this podcast at all, you know I'm a Lil Wayne stan, right? So like I'm super ready for this album. I was skeptical in the beginning because um, it might be old music, right? Because he was already he already had this ready. He already had this like done for a few years now. He was he was teasing it when he was going through that riff with Birdman. Um, but before I get into the album, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta backtrack. Um, Nori did an interview with. Little Wayne, right? He did a drink champs, right? And I just gotta do a round of applause for Nori. Yo, Nori did a phenomenal job with Little Wayne, and and it was just a, such a good interview. He did it the right way. He was loose and funny. I'm surprised he didn't he didn't get as drunk as he does on the other episodes, which was good though because he kept the questions right. He he asked them in the right way without making anybody feel uncomfortable, and it was just like really well done. Um, one of the cool points of the interview was, uh, oh, and shout out DJ EFN too, right? He's, he's like there, but not there. But, um, what was really dope about the, uh, about the interview was that Noriega reached out to a bunch of artists to tell them, uh, to tell him like stories about Lil Wayne, you know? And what stood out was Jay-Z stories. So <laughs> Nori actually makes a joke during the interview where he's like, I'm only going to tell you the Jay-Z shit because like, you know. Not who cares about the other shit, but the Jay-Z shit is good. It was Jay-Z's idea to put Lil Wayne on Soldier, right? You know, Destiny's Child, Soldier, had T.I. in the beginning and Lil Wayne at the end. And, you know, it's it's so crazy because we love that verse. That's one of our favorite verses. That was right when he was peaking and he was, you know, heading to another level and trying to take over the game. So to see that Jay-Z helped that happen is pretty cool. And I actually think that's when he says... Um, I think a line like tatted up like the subway in Harlem, call him, we the F baby, please say the baby. Is that the first time he said, please say the baby? Like, I think it might have been the beginning of that where, you know, he started um, putting that in every verse or like in more verses. Um, I think that might have been the first time. So that's a cool story. And another um, really cool story is that J I guess Jay-Z 
when he heard the Show Me What You Got freestyle that Lil Wayne did, I think that was on No Ceilings, when he heard that, I guess Jay-Z looked in the mirror and was like, are you still that nigga? Because I guess Lil Wayne ripped that shit to shreds, right? So I went back and listened to it, and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember it. As, as soon as the beat, as soon as the beat dropped, and you heard how 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 it started, you're like, okay, I remember this. What's so telling about this Kobe Appreciation Week is that Nori ends up mentioning the "Show Me What You Got" freestyle, right? And in that freestyle. He says, when it comes to this recording, I must be LeBron James if he's Jordan. Wait, I want rings for my performance. I'm more Kobe Bryant of an artist. And we all know how much of a Laker fan he is. But just like being this week and having that freestyle be the one that Jay-Z mentioned is just like crazy to me. You know, and, and if we're being honest, Lil Wayne is the Kobe Bryant of the game. If we're going to do Hove, it's Lil Wayne, Kobe Bryant, and Drake is LeBron. Sorry, LeBron fans. I know you don't want Drake to be LeBron, but he's LeBron, right? So, I don't know, man, but Noriega did such a great interview, and it was fun, and, and I'm just glad that we got to, re like, remember him as a legend and celebrating him as a legend. Like, all the times that uh, Noriega complimented him, I was like, it's not enough. Keep complimenting him. It's not enough. Like, he needs to know how much we appreciate him. And not that he doesn't know, but he, you know, he does come off saying, I don't know what's going on in the game. I, I just be in my own world, you know. So, like, I just hope that he understands the support we have for him. Now to the album, right? So he announces this album out of nowhere. Uh, he does the weekend of the Super Bowl, you know, which is in Miami. And, you know, he lives in Miami. So I'm, I'm thinking, okay, this is perfect press for him. It'll be all over the TV. It'll just be a win-win for his situation. He ha he's, he's had this album done for a while. So I think they, they really got prepared on this one, which is good. So like I said before, I was skeptical a little bit because... I was, we might have gotten like dated music, right? Because it, it's been ready since 2016, supposedly. So when I'm listening to the album, I'm like, okay, 24 tracks. <laughs> At first I thought it was 24 for Kobe, but he went on Undisputed and, and Disputed that. <laughs> he, he said, no, I gave Mac Main 52 tracks and he picked 24. Maybe Mac Main did that for, for Kobe. So I look at it, I'm like, okay, what are we going to get into now? So as soon as you, you hear it, it's rapid fire, it's punches, it's uppercuts, it's jabs, it's stabs and shootings, it's, you know, craziness, you know? Like, he just comes at you, it's rapid fire, I'm like, okay, we got the clips loaded. We got the fucking clips loaded. As soon as you get into number two or number three, it's like bang, bang, right? So you're like... Lil Wayne is about to unleash on this album. So you hear more of that. What you hear less of is song, song structure. You hear less like hooks. You hear less, um, you know, direction. It's just kind of all over the place. He's is rapping his ass off. Granted, he's rapping his ass off. But the song structures are, are not there, right? So I'm listening to the album. I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to, this is what 
the type of little win we're going to get here. You know, once you get on, like, to number 10, number 12, you, you, you start to realize, okay, this is what we're going to get. I love the first half. Second half, I started to skip around a bit because it was more of the same. But, man, this guy is fucking rapping. And I'm just like, yo, I'm just so glad he's still hungry. I'm glad he's still giving us any type of music because he really doesn't have to. But the album is good. It's too long, obviously. But I started to think about that, right? And I heard it on the, on the Joe Budden podcast as well. But before I heard that podcast, I started to think to myself, why, why are they doing all these songs? What can be the reason? There has to be data showing that this is the way people come to music. This is what produces more numbers over time, right? Um, this is, you might be able to go to the table to a label and say, my last album produced these numbers because you're adding up every single song. So then I started to think about Lil Wayne's career. Lil Wayne has had a 20-plus year career, right? So he has the Wobbly Wobbly fans. He has the Block is Hot fans. He has the Carter 2 fans. He has the Lollipop fans. And then he has the fans that stuck with him through the tough times, right? So because he has that wide gap, I feel like he's just satisfying all those people. He's satisfying the New Orleans people. He's satisfying the East Coast, the, the, the gang members, the skateboarders, the, the um, like, he just, he has a widespread fan base. That's how I should say it. So I feel like it plays into that. This, this team is going to take their eight records. This team is going to take um, their eight records and put it on the playlist. And, and, and these fans are going to do something else. Like, I, I feel like that's what's um, happening with when it comes to dropping so many records on a song. Because we're not going to ride through that every time. Like, <laughs> let's be real. 24 fucking tracks. That's crazy. Um, I have a lot of favorites. Mama Mia is the craziest record on there. It's like the, you know, it's this album's a milli, you know, in my opinion. Um, I have, uh, like the song Not Me. Uh, what other songs? Mahogany. There's too many to remember right now. Um, you know, it just came out on Friday. But it's just fucking dope how much he's he's rapping on this. It just feels good. Like, even if it's just for a moment, it feels really good. Another legend that dropped the album, Eminem, another legend, dropped Music to be Murdered by, right? And I immediately put those two, those two things together, Eminem and Lil Wayne, Funeral, Music to be Murdered by. These guys should be on tour. I, said, I, I, I put it up on Instagram that how, how did they miss that marketing opportunity? They didn't talk to each other? They're not that cool? Oh, all right. Obviously, Eminem tried to do the Beyonce and drop a surprise album. And, and the album is dope. He's doing much of the same as Lil Wayne. He's rapping his ass off. There's a little bit more song structure with this one. He has hooks and, you know, like in the right places and stuff like that. Um, and I think, I think what, what happens with Eminem is there's too many songs on this album, too. And his subject matter just be like kind of all over the place. Like, uh, you know, you leave sometimes at the end of the song, like, what did he talk about? I know he killed it, but what did I just listen to? That happens a lot with, the, with, with Eminem. So... 
when I'm listening to this Eminem album, I felt like, okay, some of these songs sound old. They sound like songs he wanted to just finish up, and it's kind of like, fuck it, why not drop this, right? And some of the songs are new, but he's doing his thing. The one with Young M.A. is crazy. I Will is crazy. Um, he has a song called Darkness on this album. And that song, for, for, for those who don't know, he, he, he puts himself in the shoes of the... The shooter from Vegas, you know, that, that, that did that horrible crime a couple years ago. So he puts himself in that shoe, but, but you know, makes it seem like he's looking at his own concert. It's, it's so crazy how he puts himself in that world. But, like, those records, that's the Eminem that I know. That's the Stan Eminem. Like, he could take 12 of those records. Not all 12, but he could take the 12 best records off this album and make a really, really good album. So it... I go back to what I was saying. The, the statistics must show that more songs is better. Your, your album performs better with more songs. It gives, it, it gives the reach a lot further. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, there has to be something there. Um, I like Godzilla. Godzilla with, um, with Juice World. So, it, I think it's the best song on that album. It shot up to number three on the first week. But that last verse, man, you don't have to give us 250 bars on one verse. Like, it's just overkill. Overkill. He's killing it, but it's overkill. Didn't he like uh break a, a Guinness World Record for her spitting rhymes in two hundred seconds? I don't know what the fuck he did. Um you know, my brother started asking me a question. He was just like, you know, do you think that this Eminem album hurts his legacy or helps his legacy? And that's like really hard to answer because like, you know, we put him on a pedestal. We put Eminem, not, you know, in a disrespectful way. We put him on a, on a pedestal deservingly. And, you know, there's been a couple albums that have been slip-ups here and there. So when you hear this one, you, you like it. It's an improvement. Is it better than Kamikaze? Don't know. Probably on the same level as Kamikaze. And we like Kamikaze. So does it hurt it? No, I, I think it helps. I think at the end of the day, at least we can be able to say, oh, my God, he still got it, though. He's still rapping, though, even though, you know, the songs don't stick here and there. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think overall it helps. I think the same thing for Lil Wayne. It helps, you know? And, and what, what I wanted to say, too, about Funeral, I think it's time that Jay-Z helps him, right? I think it's time, if they have this relationship that he showed with Nori, right? Him, Lil Wayne and Jay-Z have this relationship. If they have it, why can't Jay-Z be like, yo, there's like five beats on that CD right there, on, on that email. You know, let me know what you could do with that. You know, and then Jay-Z send them some verses and make Watch the Throne 2 and we'll be done. No? <laughs> I think Watch the Throne 2 should be Jay-Z and Lil Wayne real quick with Jay-Z doing most of the work, sending him beats with verses and space and say, yo, can you just fill those in? I'll handle the rest. Watch the throne too. God damn it. What do I know? That's a genius fucking idea. <laughs> but though two legends dropped that should have went on tour. Hopefully they do something at, uh, you know later in the year. The albums are good. They're not great, but we appreciate it, legends. This is the episode that we're showing legends love okay um the grammys also happened um a little while ago last week actually yes 
And shout out to Alicia Keys, man. Shout out to Alicia Keys. She did such a great job. It was so difficult to receive the news of Kobe Bryant earlier in that day and to have to like change her intro and change her demeanor and go in there and make everybody feel at ease. She brought everybody down, prayed and brought everybody back. Like it was just such a great job the way she did that. And I don't think anybody else could have did that. Like if it was Steve Harvey or something, no disrespect, he would have fucked that up. He would have fucked. I said no disrespect and then say fuck it up. Anyways, he would have fucked that up. So I think Alicia Keys um, did a great job, um, you know, keeping the the mood light. And then she did the song, the funny song, we're mentioning everybody, and it was it was just really dope. So let's just get into the awards of the Grammys. You know, I always get myself excited, and then I'm like, why did I get excited? They do the same shit. They give the the, the awards to the same people. It's like, yo, you have room to spread these awards. Like I don't understand why you have to give Billie Eilish four awards. Like, she got Best Album, she got Best New Artist. Like, you can, like, say, yo, this other person deserves an album. And, and the, the reason why I'm saying that is, like, I think you could have gave Nipsey... I agree with the, with, with the racks in the middle, right, with Nipsey. Because you're, you're paying respects, and you're like, here. But the album of the year... Wait, that's not the album of the year. The other song, which one was it? Uh, oh, yeah, Drip Too Hard should have fucking won. Or The Baby Suge should have won, right? They had better years. They should have definitely won. So Tyler wins, <sighs> Tyler wins hip-hop best rap album. It's not even a fucking rap album. Like, th this is what I mean. They could have gave the best hip-hop album to Meek. They could have gave it to Meek. If you want to appease the hip-hop world, like Meek is on a rise right now in the game where he's fixing his life. He's from the streets. He beat the case. He's doing uh, prison reform, and he's dressing fly as fuck right now. He's on, like, a trajectory, right? Going up. You could have gave rap album to him. You could have put Tyler, creator, in another category and gave that record to him. I always get myself excited about the Grammys. They do the same thing, and then I go, why am I even watching this? It happens every year. I think I'm just like a sucker for that shit. And when the right people get nominated, I get excited. That's what happens, you know? So the Grammys did their thing. You know, th this is the perfect timing for the game to get together. Jay-Z, Diddy, all the higher-ups get together and make their own award show, make something. This is... An idea that I had back, you know, in, in my early days with the podcast, I think it's like episode 10 or something like that, where I had I mentioned like something called the Hip Hop Super Bowl, where like we can judge our artists um, a certain way and give them awards during the year and be something that we control. You got to go back and listen to it. Actually, I'm going to try to post it after this video so you guys can see. You know, an, an idea that I had. It's called the Hip Hop Super Bowl. Go go back to episode 10. I'm not going to get into it right now. But the Grammys is what it is, right? Nipsey won two awards. J. Cole got his, which is which is great. Um, J. Cole got his first with 21 Savage. I feel like... I, I, I wish J. Cole would have been there with his Dreamville people. Like, they got nominated. Um, you know, you see all the pictures, and I just feel like... I wish J. Cole would have been there. And I know he boycotts the Grammys, 
Um, but it's so good for him to get, like, that was the verse of the year, if we're being 1,000% honest. So, shout out to J. Cole. Um, this is a subject that I wanted to talk about for a few episodes now. And that is the trajectory of Griselda, right? And I know I shouldn't rush things. <laughs> I know I shouldn't, you know, but as a as a avid fan, I always think about what's the next level. Like, where can Griselda really take this? Everybody, not everybody, a few people that I showed Griselda their music that didn't know, you know, what their movement was, you know, kind of had the sentiment that they're going to kind of like stay where they are. Like, this is what they do. And I'm like, I disagree with that. These guys' pen, these guys, their pens are so potent that I feel like you can produce it and bring it to another level. So there's two things that I think Griselda can do. Two things. One is production. I'm not saying that their production is bad, but there's going to be a little bit, there's going to come to a point, maybe after this year, that you're going to need a little bit different production to bring uh, different sounds, different flows, different feels, right? The feel that they have right now is working. Granted, ride with it. Go on tour with it. I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm, I'm just thinking about a marketing standpoint. I'm thinking about money. I'm thinking about bringing them to another level. I think they can, they can get production from like Pharrell or something to give them a grinding type beat, right? And a lower type beat. And I think they can do damage still. I think they can go to a Harry Fraud and get like a shot caller type of beat and do damage, right? I, I definitely think that. I think they should go to that realm, production. And the second thing I want them to do is, is to do better visuals. So the visual they just put out for Dr. Birds is dope. Hype Williams did it. It's fire, right? But their story making, their storytelling, I should say, and their... Um, like their vivid picture, the, you know, they, when they rap, they have they, they paint this picture, and I feel like they tell a really good story that you can make into like a movie. So the same way Irv Gotti is doing these tales, the same way Irv Gotti is doing tales and making like movies to these songs, I think their videos should be in short film form. Is what I should say. Like they they they're all here painting this picture. That should be, like, I don't know, produced a little bit better. I think that's where they can go to a next level. Think state property, but, like, a whole nother level. You know what I'm saying? You can take some of these songs and make, like, seven-minute videos. You know, get Jim Jones in on this. Let him help you, like, like make seven-minute videos that are kind of like a movie, and you can, like, sell this a little more, you know? It might be a little more expensive, you know, more to produce, but I think... Uh, I think they can do it. And going back to the production thing, Benny actually has a verse on Russ's new album, Shake the Snow Globe, um, that it's a different bop for him. If you, haven't, if you haven't heard that one, go check it out. Damn, I forgot what it's called. I should have looked it up. But he has a really, really dope verse on that shit. Yes. Go check that out. Benny the Butcher getting in a different bag, showing his range. Shout out to Benny. Um, but I think those are the two things, production and visuals. And if they can step that up, I think there's another level of success that they can have. I think they can grow this even more um, and not stay in, the, in that same lane. This whole year, ride that out. If it keeps working, it keeps working. But you know what I'm saying? Like, just have shit in the tuck. You know what I'm saying? 
And and I'm sure they will, you know. I, I'm sure they will. I'm not trying to say, you know, that they can't. I don't know if I'm making that clear. <laughs> um, there's a couple singles, too, that have been dropped. A couple singles. Drake leaks. It desires. You get desires. <laughs> he leaks a song with Future. Coming off of Life is Good, which is a fire fucking record. These guys are like. They're relentless, right? He drops a song called Desires. It leaks. It's on the OVO Sound SoundCloud. What an asshole, first of all, to drop it on Lil Wayne Weekend. I don't know if that helps or hurts Lil Wayne. What do you guys think? I don't know if that helps or hurts him. Anyway, he drops a song. It, it's, it's so fire that I feel like he's doing the same thing he did with God's Plan. Leak it a little bit. Let people talk about it, then drop the video and the song all together, and everybody runs to it. I think he's doing that same formula. It's going to be number one for a little while. But this one says Drake featuring Future. Life is Good says Future featuring Drake. I wonder if they're not making an album together, making separate albums, but promoting it together, if that makes sense. Making separate albums. They feature on some songs with each other. And they they both drop albums and go on tour. You know, like, kind of just use that campaign. I I think I prefer that better. Like, I, I really don't want to, uh, what a time to be alive, too. I, even though they make fire music, I don't know if I want 17 songs of both of them. Maybe six. So just make your separate albums and go with that. But two singles, Life is Good and Desires, which pretty soon, I'm pretty sure by next week, will be on your DSPs and it's going to blow up. Fucking guys, man. Um, Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow. This is the white kid that uh, DJ Drama signed. Fuck, I forgot to look up his, his first track. Um, but he dropped a new one called What's Poppin'. Yo, this, it's, it's fucking fire, yo. Look it up. Jack Harlow, What's Poppin'. I've been playing it. I put it right on my playlist, my gym playlist. And... It's a really dope track. Like, that guy needs, you know, a couple more eyes on him. I think he should go up to Funk Funk Flex and Freestyle if he hasn't. So he can show his skill. I think he should do that very soon. Another single that dropped was Jada Kiss, Kisses to the Sky. Yo, you, you see, like, I'm starting to predict some shit out here. You know what I'm saying? Because when it came to Lil Wayne... I'm like, yo, where is Lil Wayne? Like, Lil Wayne should be, like, dropping an album. I did that the very last episode. And then all of a sudden, he drops an album. Two episodes ago, I said, Jada Kiss needs to be rapping on more soul beats. He needs to give us a soul tape. And he started with me. And now, he has a, a song called Kisses in the Sky with Rick Ross and Imani, I think is how you say his name. It's grown folks music. It's grown-up music. It's fire. It's where Jada Kiss needs to stay. Stay right there. Give us something soulful. Give him something, um, you know, like just some dope production. If you can get, like, the way this sounds with Rick Ross, get Rick Ross to, like, executive produce the rest of it. A matter of fact, Rick Ross should executive produce Lil Wayne's next album as well. Fuck that. Give him some beats. He needs beats. Lil Wayne needs beats. Right? I think so. <laughs> he has the raps. He needs beats and hooks. Somebody help him. You know, Jay-Z, Rick Ross, give him a call. Swiss Beats. I'm putting on a campaign for Wheezy, goddammit. Funeral. Go check it. 
Jadakiss, Kisses to the Sky, yes, Grown Music. It, it's, it's very fire. You should go check that out. Those are the three singles that I wanted to mention. And like I say, every single episode, I try to give an artist some advice. And today's advice is to write, when you write music, if, you're, if you were like me where you were looking for that line that's going to make everybody go crazy too much, it could suffer, it could make the song suffer. My advice to you is to just write. Stop looking for the punchline and just write. The punchline will come as you're writing. Um, that sounds real simple. That sounds like a dumb moment, actually. But when I used to write, I would be like, if I don't have a punchline, I don't want to waste my time. Somebody said that to me one day, and I just started going rampant after that. And the punchlines came. And another tip is to like just record, too. If the song is not done, just go record it. If you're missing a hook, record it anyways. If you only have the hook, record it anyways. Because you might... Hear yourself back. I, my, the, the mistake that I made a lot was I would write to a beat on my phone. I'd finish the complete song, go to the studio, go, sp go spit it, and say, I don't even sound good on this. I'm not even spitting this the right way. It doesn't sound the same as I was spitting it on the phone. So, like, just go record half-done half tracks, reference tracks. That's my advice to you guys. This is the end of this episode. Episode 23, episode 23, Legends. Never die. Just want to say rest in peace to Kobe Bryant once again. Um, on the next episode, I got to talk about the Russ. He dropped the album. I got to talk about the Yo Gotti. He dropped the album. Um, a lot of music been coming out. And I'll, and I'll give you a little um, preview. I mean, not preview. An overview of the Power series, which would have ended. Actually, after this, I'm going to go watch the final episode. So I'll check you on the next one. I love you guys. What do I know podcast? I'm out.